and welcome to the What Are We Even Doing Here podcast, a podcast that seeks to answer the question of, what are we even doing here from a biblical perspective? This is in our own lives and the world. My name is Daryl, and I'm here with my wife, Karen. <laughs> That's <laughs> nice. You are. And we, and we are part of the Christian podcast community, right? I don't think you've ever mentioned that I before. I haven't mentioned that. <laughs> not, not every episode. I think I mentioned it even before we were part of the Christian podcast community. Yes, that's true. There's, there's a couple, a big there's a couple, <laughs> yeah, a couple good podcasts on there. You know, some that Just are, a couple, eh, yeah. you, know, uh, you know, it's getting better. <laughs> <laughs> they must not be listening to the. So you want to be a podcaster? Podcast. Well, that's how you improve. If you want to improve your podcast, we listen, but we don't apply any of it. No, yeah. <laughs> We just we listen to say, oh, that's what we're doing wrong. Oh, well. <laughs> we'll fix that forward. eventually. Yeah, we'll fix that <laughs> one day. Let me get around to it. Yeah. But Karen, it's hot. I Why know. It's so hot. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't think it would ever get this hot in New Jersey. I know. Except last summer, it was <laughs> this hot. <laughs> yeah, this summer before that. That's what everybody's... You need to move somewhere I didn't cold. see any pictures yet, though, on Facebook of people's, you know, temperature gauge on their, in their car. Like, oh, it's 102. There was that meme about, from Mario Brothers going around. It was like, remember that level where the sun's trying to kill you? That's today. <laughs> that was a good one. Well, speaking of anyway, cultural references yeah. and somebody that's not really into pop culture, we have a special guest. <laughs> Does he know what Mario Brothers are? I don't know. Okay, yeah. We have somebody that hosts a podcast that you mentioned, uh, so you want to be a podcaster. He also hosts uh, Apologetics Live. Matt Slick also is a co-host. There's a lot of people on that Apologetics Live. Yeah. Maybe one day I'll, I would say, get into Google Hangout. But Google Hangouts going away apparently, so whatever really. hmm. uh, device or medium they Google go with, hopefully I'll get involved with that. There's <laughs> another podcast that he hosts. Well, two more, as yeah. far as I'm aware of. It might be twenty more. But the Rap Report, two P's daily, hmm. two P's, and the Rap Report extended version. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> But anyway, enough. Should be the rap briefing. The rap briefing <laughs> and the rap report. Well, he can make the briefing during those months but when then Al Mohler's taking Al Mohler, vacation. Yeah, he already took that. <laughs> but anyway, right. Andrew Rappaport, all the way from New Jersey. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's, it's good to be here. You know, your podcast is one where it's people listen and it feels like you're sitting and just... Sitting around the table having a conversation. Oh, wait, we actually are <laughs> sitting around your table and having a conversation. Yes. But hey, it's, I'm glad to be on your show. I mean, I know there's some other podcaster that was that guy, Five Solas. You know, he begs for me to come on and gives me a hard time about not coming. On. Like, right. I'm leaving for the Philippines and he's like, when's Andrew coming on? <laughs> We finally schedule something, and you know it's like all scheduled. And he sends me, th- I gotta cancel. It gives me some excuse, like my grandmother died. I have to go to a funeral. I mean, seriously, oh my gosh. I think, I, I think he, he makes really it sound happened. like it was hard to schedule. Was it? It wasn't very hard for us, right? No, not at yeah, all. Yeah, you were like, I'll come over Saturday. Yeah, and we we're like, like okay, cool. Saturday. All right, cool. You're, well, you said way back when we contacted you to be on. You're like, I'm going away for a month. How about after that? And we're like, fine. So. Now you're back and you're on. Yeah, that's <laughs> simple. That's it actually simple. happened. And just you know how what, you though? said. 
I've been on the five solos twice. Yeah. So uh, I haven't been on once. <gasps> not uh, not once. Been on once. Oh yeah, I have. I was on twice. Yeah. I just I think James just doesn't like me. <laughs> <laughs> well, maybe maybe his, his pastor is telling telling him like no, nah, I don't know. Not that. <laughs> don't associate with yeah. that. Yeah. You saw his pastor recently actually. I did. And if he told yeah. me not to do something, I'd listen to him. Yes. Cuz it's scary. Cuz it's scary. I, I could I could tell you from personal experience how scary it is to be underneath when you're rolling with him and it's just not good. He, he, so he decided his Rolled daughter. You over. His daughter. He's, we were gonna do some rolling, do jujitsu. You call it rolling, and um, so his daughter's like, oh, do a smother choke. And a smother choke is basically when he pushes all the air out of your lungs, and as you try to breathe, all, your lungs just burn. Oh my. You can't breathe anything in. <laughs> yeah, you, do that. Yeah. yeah it was, I wasn't happy with her. <laughs> wow. I was less happy with him, but there wasn't much I could do about that either. Right. <laughs> but, uh, no, we, we appreciated Last week, we were at the uh, Equip New Jersey conference, and you spoke, and the man we were talking about, the reverend, the good reverend. <laughs> the soon-to-be doctor. Soon-to-be doctor, Frank Mullis. And the real doctor... <laughs> Well, although some people say he's not because he's a dentist, but uh, Anthony Silvestro, and it, we were very encouraged. And, and uh, yeah, we had some nice after chat with him. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and we like the the Q and A, uh, and how yeah. the, how the three of you interact. <laughs> yeah, I'm hoping the Q and A came out. We're gonna we're gonna release those as bonus episodes on my rap report, but um, podcast. But I don't know how the Q and A came out since. We, you know, keeping it in a smaller group like that, we can do more of an interaction with the audience. Mm-hmm. So maybe I'll too much editing. I'll see. I'll see how much of that came through. <laughs> Especially since we kept asking, the the micro lo- the mics levels weren't the same, mm-hmm. and yeah. then we kept asking Anthony to repeat the questions since he had the good mic, and he would just go right into answering them. <laughs> so it's like, okay, hey, no one. We, here's an answer. We don't know what the question was. <laughs> <laughs> Are the uh, the individual talks going to be on uh, the podcast? I'm going to put well? the th- I, I I have the three talks, so they should be good to go. Excellent. So I got to start editing those. Yeah. See, that's the nice thing when Frank preaches a message. Mm-hmm. It's not like when he does a podcast. When he does a podcast, you have a lot of editing to look forward to. Um, 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 <laughs> I mean, <laughs> Shelby, James's wife, actually said she was going to just put all the ums that she cuts out and just stream it together. Make a whole <laughs> <laughs> the I, um stream. I would pay for that. <laughs> definitely. <laughs> no, we look forward to, uh, for those being put out and we'll definitely share them. You know, the, the theme was, was marriage and evangelism and, uh, you know, I definitely was, was, was all ears for, for that. Because you're married and you do evangelism. do evangelism. <laughs> yeah. But you can see how uh, it can become an idol evangelism marriage can become an idol too but um, no I thought it was it was great and and Anthony clearly you know worked his message into the marriage mm-hmm. theme yeah social justice yes mm-hmm. he basically just said yeah. I really want to preach this <laughs> <laughs> no it was, it was good and, and I have a lot I need to say yeah and then at the end it's like this could destroy marriage <laughs> 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 it was just like, I want to say this okay it can hurt, it can hurt your marriage <laughs> <laughs> I, 
I worked it in. <laughs> okay. So no. what are we even doing here? What are we even what? doing here today? Well, we wanted to have you on because you know you cause some controversy sometimes. You know, just so you wanted. Some. We're drawn. So to we that. wanted some. Uh, no, when when you speak biblical truth, when any any Christian stands on the word of God, there's going to be those who push back, and usually, you know, it's going to come from the unbelieving world, but sometimes it comes from those who profess to be Christians, and it was interesting a couple months ago. It, there was a meme going around that you didn't even post. Somebody made of you, and it, and it basically said, uh, "I should have quoted it correctly." So, well, but, but you know, if you want to, yeah. It, the, the, basically, the, the quote is: "If you go to a church with a female pastor, she's not a pastor, and it's not a church." Mm-hmm. And actually, on the podcast that I'll do that comes out tomorrow from when we're recording, um, I'll actually explain that a bit because. There, people were upset that I would say it's not a church, right? mm-hmm. and there's. Uh, I'm going to actually go through uh, Colossians one in my podcast and going through the supremacy of Christ. But you see that that's the argument Paul makes: is Christ is the head of the church. Mm-hmm. So if you're if you're doing things God forbids, right, then Christ isn't the head of the church, and therefore it's not a church. Right. It's it's hard because you can't explain everything in a meme. I, I, like yeah. this, I'm sorry, folks, but like, you know, Instagram it with all the memes. Um, meme theology doesn't work. Right. <laughs> you just can't explain everything mm-hmm. in, in uh, yeah. one sentence and, or half a sentence. And there's a lot behind that. But people get all upset and they don't even try to understand what's behind it. Yeah. And, and at the same time, it doesn't mean it's not true, the statement. Yeah. You know, there's multiple statements that go out on memes or, you know, people just post one sentence on Facebook or, or uh, Twitter and then people get all upset about it, but they don't, because they don't take the time to really think about, they just react and we're in a very reactive culture. Well, you could literally say that that meme went around the world because it actually or- originated in the Philippines. Yeah. <laughs> well, that's just how people misinterpret the Bible. They don't take the time to study the context and everything around it or find out the source and That's context okay. behind that. You don't bother to look at the context when they <laughs> read the Bible either. Right. Yeah. That's context. what I'm saying. Yeah. Why does that matter? Right. That's how we get in these situations. Yeah. And, and this is a big topic, you know, very popular right now is women in ministry because it goes along with the whole social justice issue mm-hmm. and, you know, Beth Moore and what she's been saying lately. Um, so it, it seems like, and this this is a, a side question, but like, do you think these issues that are come up in the church kind of come around in cycles almost? Well, yes and no. I think what it is is that there's always a desire to attack the word of God. To and the one thing that you see in all of it is really the sufficiency of Scripture. Mm-hmm. It's, it's that people do not believe that the Word of God is capable of actually being something we could look to to answer what, everything we need for faith and practice. Mm. There's got to be something more. Mm. Not just Beth Moore, but more. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> <laughs> she just got that. <laughs> so, so the, but there, that's the thing. It's, it, there is a lack of sufficiency in Scripture. It's like that. It's just the Bible's not enough. Mm-hmm. We look to culture, and what is wrong with a woman teacher? 
I mean, women can teach. There's plenty. These are the arguments we hear, yeah. right? I did that whole podcast on does God allow women to teach, where I go through all these excuses that people make. Well, women mm-hmm. can teach just as good as men. I don't dispute that. I, I would say well, there's some women that can teach even better than men. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But that doesn't mean God allows it. Like that's the only question in this whole discussion that needs to be asked. Does God allow it? Right. And if He says no, people say, "Well, this is my calling." God will never call you to something that he forbids you to do. So no, it's not your calling mm-hmm. from God. It might be your calling from you. Right. Yeah. I mean, I had that from a lot of the ladies that were like, well, I'm a pastor. I was called. I'm like, who called you? God called me. Okay, look, chapter and verse, please. Mm-hmm. Like, sorry, I, I don't see that in there. So what do you see in there? What do you what do you see in the word? What does the word say? <laughs> what when it comes to the role of pastor? Does it say specifically women you can't do this? Well, hold on, my wife's in the other room. Let me let me ask her if I could do no. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Honey, Honey. to talk about that. No. <laughs> Um, well, let's let's look at the clearest text of Scripture, and this is First Timothy two, uh, twelve and following. It, and and I'm going to use the the version that Jesus used, the ESV, not the, the elect standard version. Yeah, <laughs> not the New Arminian Bible. <laughs> okay, just. Uh, but but here's here's what it says. It says, "I do not permit." A woman to teach or exercise authority over a man, rather she is to remain quiet. For Adam was formed first, then Eve, and Adam was not deceived, but the woman was deceived and became a transgressor. And so when we look at that text, the the issue is people say, well, this is just Paul saying, I, just me. Okay. Well, okay, this is what we do in hermeneutics. We look at First thing, identify the type of literature. This is instructional literature. So this is not something that is going to be historical narrative. A historical narrative, you have the woman at the well that people use as an example. Well, there, she goes into town and she's telling people, come meet this man. Well, historical narrative records what she actually did. Nowhere do you see Jesus or God Mm -hmm. saying what she did is good or bad Mm -hmm. in that case. We actually don't even know if she was doing, as people try to say, she was preaching. We don't know that either. Yeah. It just says she went into town and told people, come here, a man mm-hmm. that told me all things that, about mm-hmm. me. So a historical narrative tells you what did happen. Instructional literature like this is for the purpose of doctrine, for teaching. So now this is a teaching. So when he's putting that in that type of literature where he's saying that he doesn't permit this as an apostle, as an authority, being writing it in scripture, and they, the, the authors we know knew that they were writing scripture because they say that. Mm-hmm. Okay, Peter knew, know, knew what he was writing with scripture. He knew what Paul wrote with scripture. So they're writing this as scripture, giving instruction. And yes, he's doing it from using a personal pronoun, but it doesn't mean this isn't from God. But here's the thing. He gives a purpose reason for it. And that's what everybody forgets. Because they want to say, well, this is just a, a cultural thing. Oh, well, you don't understand. There was actually this, this thing going on in the culture. And you had these women that were being you know, really loud. Well, that could be. But that's not the argument he gives. Mm-hmm. 
He gives a purpose statement in verse 13 and 14. It's a two-part purpose statement. First, because Adam was formed first. Uh, that was 4,000 years before Paul. Totally different culture, Adam and Eve to Paul. <laughs> okay? <laughs> Paul's closer to our culture than Adam and Eve. And so, you, you okay, except for internet and things, because he wouldn't have understood that. But, <laughs> you know, because, like, you know, Instagram, well, I don't even understand Instagram, so forget that. Um, so what you end up with, though, when you look at it, is the, the purpose clause that he gives is a purpose clause that goes back to creation. Mm-hmm. Not culture. So his argument's not a cultural one, it's a creation order one. Okay. His second his second clause. Um, for uh, for um, and Adam was not deceived, but the woman was deceived. So the second one again goes back to creation and goes back to the sin order. So one reason that th- that this instruction that we have that a woman's not permitted to teach or have authority is because of the creation order. The second is the sin order. And Baby agrees with me, and I love when Baby agrees with me. <laughs> He's like, huh? Ah, ah. See, he was amening at the conference, and I he loved was. it. That he, and he got the right times to do it. Yeah. He just, you knew when to say amen, didn't you? He's like, yeah. You know. <laughs> So yeah, so I mean yeah. that would be the, the clearest text of scripture, mm-hmm. and it's the one text none of the people that want to support women preachers want to look at. They just want to ignore it and say it's either Paul's personal opinion, right. or to say that it is cultural. Mm-hmm. But the argument's not a cultural one. That's the whole problem. Right. The, the, the real question. This is the real thing that I think. We have to ask ourselves, and many of these people that claim to be a female pastor don't want to ask, and, and that is, do we really want to submit to the Word of God, or do we want the Word of God to submit to us? Right. That's what it comes yeah. down to. Yep. And for many of them, if they submit to the Word of God, it means, I'm wrong, I'm insane. Mm-hmm. Right. And, and that's a hard thing for people, but I would rather... I'd rather someone point out that I'm in sin and change it and be right with God than be exactly. wrong with God so I can relate better to people. Right. Right. Yeah. It's funny, you brought up the argument of... Uh, uh, it was a great argument. It, 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 really, it, it was burned into his mind... It just seared into his mind to never leave. So you know, you know what the there's two signs to aging, right? I mean, I know you got a little bit more gray in the beard. You, you know what the two signs for aging are? What are the two signs for aging? The first one is you memory, you forget things. Yeah. The second is um. Hold on, it's gonna come to me. Uh, yeah, yeah. Well, just you saying that jog my memory. The, the woman at the well, and she goes in and says, "Come see a man." On Easter morning, I saw a pastor post uh, about the women that saw the empty tomb oh, and reported back. I was going to bring and then, that up. And then he, he said, see, w- women can preach on Sunday. <laughs> and like, I didn't even, it's Easter, I don't want to get into a fight on Easter. Like, but I was like, no, what's the context? Like, like, do you even understand the arguments? Like... Like you said, that's reporting. That means everyone that's telling everything, relaying every message is preaching. Right. 
Well, like, the, the thing is, again, look at that context. That's historical narrative. Right. That's what actually happened. Now, yeah. uh, I wouldn't say what they did was preaching. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It was not in a service. So that wasn't church. Yeah. Right. So, I mean, there's a whole bunch that they're putting in there. But, okay, let's give them all that and just say, okay, does God commend or condemn the behavior? Oh, wait, we just read he condemns it. So even if they were, if they were preaching, God says it's a sin. Mm-hmm. So that's how you, we, when we come to the scriptures, we have to interpret is to look at this and say, if, if scripture says it, that God forbids it, then that's it. Then, yeah, they did it, and it's called a sin. Now, let, let's take his argument, and, and this is an easy way to identify if a, an argument is logical or not. Take the argument, stick it into an extreme context, and see if people still hold to it. So mm-hmm. let's take his argument. Well, we see recorded that these women, on a Sunday, went preaching. That's his argument. So women can mm-hmm. preach in church. So Solomon had, you know, a thousand women, wives and concubines. So we should go do that. Right. And suddenly right. he's got, no, 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 no. Why? It's the same argument. Yeah. It's there in Scripture. <laughs> And we have elsewhere. I know. Isn't that make sense? It's so clear. And so we have elsewhere it's in scripture where it's really clear that it should be one man and one woman. So therefore, we would see what David did, what Solomon did, these others, as wrong, as sinful. But they did it, and it's recorded in scripture because it actually happened. So the women do this, and it actually happened. You know, right? Uh, yeah. People will use an example of. Uh, like with worship, what we should do in worship service, and they'll say, "Well, well David danced naked for the for the Lord," and I'm like, "Well, he danced. I don't oh, know if yeah, he was really naked. naked." Yeah, but some people say that, and I don't, I don't even think the text says that. But well, look, David did, and I'm like, "So you're saying that's how we should be? We should?" And they're like, "No, no." I'm like, "Well, be consistent with your argument. Like, if you're if you're going to use that as, as an example of how we should worship, but we're not going to worship like that, you're just being in, inconsistent." Well, and that's the thing. You you know, this is the real heart of why it is so important to properly understand and interpret the Word of God. Because so many people don't do this. So many people don't want to do this. They don't want to take the time. But that's how we get in trouble. Right. Well, let's take this time to break for a commercial. What's up, everyone? This is James Watkins, host of the Five Solas Podcast and founder of Five Solas Ministries. Be sure to check out our podcast that releases every Thursday on your favorite podcasting app as we discuss Christian doctrine and dive into the Reformed theological distinctives and their continued relevance for the church and world today. Grace alone, faith alone, Christ alone, Scripture alone, to the glory of God alone. Join us each episode as we discuss the truths of these foundational rallying cries of the Protestant Reformers and how this material helps challenge and direct the current church in its life of worship and witness. Visit us online at www.5solasministries.com. That's www.5solasministries.com to learn more information about the ministry and to also check out our awesome Five Solas lineup of t-shirts and gospel tracks. And as always, may all that you do be done to the glory of God. Soli. Deo. Gloria. And we're back. (laughs) That's the radio voice. (laughs) See, see, okay. I, I, I noticed that when I listened to this show... 
there is a difference when I'm listening to a show and, and Asher walks away so I, versus like actually talking mm -hmm. to your wife in person yeah. and then when she's it, she's got the radio voice folks mm -hmm. are just going to have to it's, it's folks like, are going to have to get to know you guys outside like just have conversations with you and be like she does have radio voice it's like a like a soft okay, it's like smooth back. voice kind of when she's talking yeah like, yeah it's like <laughs> You're, you're here with Delilah and I'm going to play <laughs> 80s all night long. <laughs> See? Yeah. See? Yeah. So how would you Just suggest take your word that for, it. For, for for us women yeah, for Christian yeah, sure. I'm very friends. offended by this whole thing so far. Just Are you offended? You know. Yeah. Do we offend you? Yeah. Good. I'm a feminist so. You <laughs> feminist. <laughs> this is new to you. Yeah. <laughs> Feminist Christian. Christian feminist. I think so. But how would like how would we lovingly address these people who don't agree with us? You put out a meme that says <laughs> Right, right, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean it really it really shows affection and really gets them involved. They really want to have dialogue with you and right. maybe not. Um, <laughs> but the thing that I, I would say is first off you have to recognize who you're talking to. Mm -hmm. I mean I knew one guy, and the big issue, we talked about this issue a lot, and the reason is because his mother claimed to be a pastor. Mm -hmm. So by saying yeah. that this is what scripture says, all of a sudden there's the problem that I'm saying his mother is in sin. And he would ask me that. He'd be like, are you saying that my mother is in sin? She's going to hell? I'm like, well, okay, those are two totally different issues. <laughs> right? So let's start with the one. Is she in sin? Yes. You know, and, and if I lie, I'm in sin. Right. I mean, it, that's the thing. Is it's amazing that people don't want to. They don't want to think through this and just say, "Yeah, we all sin," because they want us. They, they want this to sound spiritual. And, and no, God called me to this. Like I wouldn't be doing this if God didn't call me. I had one lady say this to me, hmm. and I'm like, "Well, God didn't call you, and you're still doing it." Right. I mean, I could say yeah. because I can look in the scripture and right. it says. God forbids this. Mm -hmm. So he didn't call you. He's never going to call you to something he forbids you to do. So you have to first understand who you're speaking to. Mm -hmm. what, what is their background? Because a lot of the people have an issue. They're either in where they're, they're women teachers or they have a, their family are. They were in a church where there is one. There's some cultural thing. It was kind of interesting because there is a slippery slope. Women preaching is the slippery slope into allowing homosexuality mm -hmm. or these other things. And so that's that becomes the issue that, you know, really want to be able to, to recognize is the fact that when you look at when you look at the, the women preaching, it's. It is the one that people can accept. It's like, oh, well, this is more acceptable. This is, it's, it's not as, as a fine line for many as homosexuality would be. And that's the thing. Mm -hmm. Because homosexuality, is, it's really clear. But once you accept the cultural argument in this, you can accept it in others. Right. One thing, know who, who they are, what, why they have the issue. But the other thing you'll see, and the reason I bring up the slippery slope argument is because, like, one woman who says she's a pastor, but then she's marrying her homosexual son. 
Well, it was an easy switch for her. And it's here's the thing that I found so interesting. So I do a podcast about does God allow women to pastor or preach? And the emails I got were about me oppressing homosexuals. I went, wait a minute, excuse me. Hmm. I didn't say anything about homosexuality. Right. Hmm. But that is what was so interesting to me was the connection that they make between the two. So if you're not allowing women to preach, you're oppressing them. If you're oppressing women, you're oppressing homosexuals. And so let's break that argument Hmm. down. Hmm. Is it oppression to not allow a woman to preach? Now, if they say yes, okay. What about all the men that aren't qualified to preach? Are they oppressed yeah. too? Because yeah. it's amazing that it's that's never oppression. It's never oppression for yeah. the men mm-hmm. who are not qualified to preach. It's only oppression if somehow the women can't. Well, there's a lot of people in church. Actually, in fact, most of the people in church, like 90% of the people in most churches, are not, not allowed qualified. to preach. Right. Yeah. So, <laughs> is the whole church being oppressed? Mm-hmm. Yes. <laughs> right? And so sometimes you, you have to... Think about that. Yeah. I mean, look at the argument and see. Mm-hmm. And the thing to do in, ar- in arguments like this is that are emotional, and that's what you're really dealing with. So much of the argumentation is emotional. Yeah. yeah. So we got to get through the emotion of it. And one way to do that is to bring things on a level playing field. That's why I say, okay, so a woman who, who preaches... Is that sin? Yes, just like when I lie. Just like when I act pridefully. Just like, you know, if I steal something. They're all sin. What's so unusual about that human sin? And that's the thing that, Hmm. by doing that, I'm not saying I'm better than you. I always look to do that. You know, I I had some Mormons coming and visit me. I love that. That's awesome. I know. I don't I know they don't come how. to you anymore. I, I know. Like, it's like so, it was really a wild thing. They somehow I someone told me that they think what it is they purge their lists after a while. Oh. And so I, I got an email asking home. if I would yeah, if I want Mormon <laughs> missionaries and I'm like, "Yes." <laughs> I know, it's like, they actually asked me this is like they've been 3 or 4 weeks they've been over and um I you know, they asked me this week they're like, "Why why are you having us here?" Right, mm-hmm. and and the whole thing I'm doing is I let them ask any of their questions before I start asking mine. Okay. It's, it shows respect, but mm-hmm. I told them, and I don't beat around the bush. I said, "Look, um, you think that what I believe is that is a, a false church where the gospel needed to be restored, mm-hmm. and it really wouldn't be truly Christian. And I believe you have a made-up gospel that was never part of the original gospel, and you're going to hell if you don't repent." And that's the same thing. So we're, we're kind of both having... So what do I do? I don't just tell them that, well, I want you to get saved. I first yeah. explain, well, you, you're trying to evangelize me, right. and mm-hmm. you want me to, be, to convert to your... I want the same for you. The only difference is only one of us could be right. We could both be wrong, mm-hmm. but only one of us could be right, yeah. and you're appealing to feelings, and I'm appealing to objective reality. So your feelings could lead you astray, Objective truth does not. And so I'll go to the objective truth every time, and you guys keep getting stuck with that. I'm going to do the same thing here. Mm-hmm. I'm going to turn to the woman who says, well, I'm a pastor, and I'm going to say, well, look, one of us could be right, but we both can't be right. Mm-hmm. So how do we look at it? Well, we objectively look at it. When 
you're already in that position. You already have the bias to looking at the scripture in that view. Now, you can't say that always because when Justin Peters and I were down in the Philippines, this issue came up. It came up when we were in Manila, and one of the female pastors that was in Manila also came to the conference in Cebu. And one of her questions were, and this was also one of the memes that came from the Philippines, but I don't think this one got shared as much. But the question that was asked, and that was asked of me, was a female pastor. I didn't realize the question came from a female pastor at the time, but a female pastor was saying, if we want to transition from having female pastors to male pastors in the church, how do we do that? And if no men step up, what do we do? And, you know, I always like to give Justin more of the time to answer. So I give quick answers. My quick answer was fire her and close the church. That's a nice quick answer, right? How do you, how do you transition? Fire her. Now, now you don't have the issue. What if men don't step up? Close the church. And that's not a problem. I didn't realize it was a female pastor. I didn't actually realize there were three rows of female pastors right in front. So there was this, ooh. And I I thought it was because of how direct I was. I found out afterwards, no, they were all the three rows of female pastors. But you know what's interesting is we have this. I got feedback from Cebu, from a pastor in Cebu, that one of the churches, they asked a woman to get up and speak. And she turned and said, no. That's wrong. Have a, have a man do it. Hmm. And so what the, the issue that you sometimes have, like in that case, is they didn't know anything else. Right. This yeah. is just the only way they've ever heard it explained. Mm-hmm. So it must be right. So sometimes people just need to hear what the Word of God says. Yeah. And they'll submit to it. And so you have to differentiate between the emotional arguments and the person who's submitting to God's Word. Right. Makes a big difference. Definitely. And I wonder, like, people like Beth Moore or, like, those giant megachurches, like, that's a big risk for them, for them to, to all of a sudden turn around and say, oh, you know what? Maybe the Bible does say this. Like, Well, it, sh- heck, it shouldn't uh, be a risk for Beth Moore. Shouldn't be for this reason. Beth Moore used to only do ladies' conferences. Okay? Mm. The reason Beth Moore oh, yeah, is such a danger is the the trajectory she's on but she she started out in conservative circles correct so because i mean there's plenty of women who preach yeah right the issue is they never had the conservative voice the problem with beth moore is she she has got the conservative community following her can the conservative christian women and she's been moving and she's moving them with her that's why she's a danger. Yeah. That's why she gets so much of the attention because she's unlike the other women. The other women are in liberal. I mean, the other women accept Just homosexuality and everything else, and they've been in the liberal yeah. circles. She started off in a conservative circle. She started off holding to a position that men don't preach, and has been changing. That's what makes her different. That's what makes her more dangerous, because she's trying to pull. She's leading people, saying maybe this is okay. Correct. And, I used and to it's think benefiting, that way. Yeah. It's benefiting her because she's getting a larger audience this way. Yeah. She's getting a bigger platform. Mm. She's selling more books. It's mm. a shame. Yeah, and, and her publishing companies probably <laughs> won't drop her because she's going to sell more books. And Well, this is why she gets tied with the Joyce Myers and all that. Like, 
once you get into that larger platform and you get the publishers and you get all that, there is the pressure to get bigger. There is the pressure to do more. This is one of the things that, like at Striving for Eternity, Frank, Anthony, and I, we do not rely on our living from Striving for Eternity. We each have different things that we do mm-hmm. that allows us to, to make a living outside of the ministry, and that gives us an advantage. The advantage we have there is that we do not make decisions based on, I need to pay the bills. I need to, I need to eat, mm-hmm. right? Wow. Yeah. There, there's a huge thing many people don't realize in that. When you're doing that, especially if you have like a Beth Moore where you have a team of people, you're rel- you have to keep producing so that they can keep their salary, keep their job. Hmm. So there's, there becomes all this that weighs on a person, and the bigger they get, the more they have to keep producing, so the more they have to create. Right. And that ends up making some decisions. People make decisions because they have to keep the platform. They have to keep the staff. It, it, this, is, this is a problem that ends up being created. Right. And, and this is where I think people need to be wiser when they're in ministry and the money that they get to say, okay, just because we get more money, it doesn't mean we immediately run and hire somebody. Yeah. Because maybe it's better to, to put that money aside. It. Yeah, keep it in case there's going to be some lean years. Mm-hmm. And, I, I, you know, the reality what you're going to see for a lot of Christian missions, missionaries, and uh, ministries now, whoever comes in after Trump, mm. we are going to be under such persecution. And I think you guys even said that on a couple episodes ago. There's going to be such a backlash to Trump. They're, I mean, and it's mm-hmm. going to be all the Christians' fault, right? right. But because Trump, you know, touts that and pretends. Newsflash: Trump's not a Christian. Um, <laughs> what? Oh man! <laughs> Burn my yeah. magas. So much yeah. fruit. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. well, there's fruit, all right. <laughs> Wasn't he? And it's all rotten. But David Platt um, prayed for him. <laughs> well, it's good. Well, that, okay. That's a good so thing, let's see. So let's thing. associate guilt by association. Is David Platt? No. Okay. <laughs> David Platt is again like Beth Moore going on a bad trajectory with the social justice. Mm-hmm. But you I see, I haven't really yeah looked into much what he's doing lately. But but look at the trajectory. Francis Chan's been Francis more Chan's been more out in the open. Oh, yeah, Man. with it, all that. Francis Chan's been on a bad trajectory for a while, and that's what you mm-hmm. want to see. You know, John MacArthur says, tr- "Time and truth go hand in hand. Give someone enough mm-hmm. time, yeah. and you'll see the truth." You look at a Francis Chan, you look at a Beth Moore, you look at these people, as they got the bigger platform. I mean, Francis Chan, he, he got his, his book, Crazy Love. Yeah. It, it sold very well. He, mm-hmm. got, he started getting all these yeah. speaking events. He does another book. It does very well. And then there was this thing where he went, oh, this is too much. Mm-hmm. We need to, you know, I'm going to shut down. I'm not going to pastor. I'm taking, like, yeah. you know, I'm taking three years. I'm not speaking. And he didn't do three years. No. And all of a sudden, he was fully engaged. And I'm sure what happened is there were a bunch of people who said, hey, this guy is a moneymaker. Let's mm. get him in publishing. Let's get him in. We could, we could utilize it. And, and they jumped on that. Um, mm. there's, th- there, are, there are people that just look at ministry as, hey, let's, we can make money off this. We can make a platform off this. Um, I, I won't use the name, but there's, there's a woman who came out of a, a false church. And because she came out, 
it was, I mean, she became like, she started becoming like instant celebrity because she started doing all of these things, these events. And, and I had an opportunity to speak with her. And, and my counsel to her was basically don't do any podcasts. Mm-hmm. I mean, people were like, oh, you should have this person on your podcast. No, I, I'll wait like a year or so. Right. And I, I told her point black, I won't have you on mm-hmm. until I see where you're headed. Right. Because mm-hmm. the, that instant kind of celebrity status becomes a distraction. I said, you, you're, you came out of this group because you were studying God's word. Mm-hmm. But don't be distracted by doing all these other things. Yeah. Because that's going to keep you from what got you solid. Mm-hmm. And you just got out of it. You're right. not solid yet. Right. I mean, you, you may have solid speaking because you, you've been studying good people. But there's so many people that are like, oh, we got to get her on. We got to do this. Why? Because she suddenly built a little platform. Mm-hmm. And there's so many people that are in a rush. I mean, look at, you could look at a Tim Tebow, right? Oh, he he speaks with conviction. We gotta we gotta have him on, and I don't know. He he seems to actually be consistent with it, so he actually seems to be good. But take a look at um oh I don't even know her name. There was that the one uh, Miss America who spoke out against abortion. Uh, it is many I'm years ago. And, that, yeah. and, oh, she she was like instant celebrity. Mm-hmm. All these conferences were having her speak, and then everyone found out that she was sending nude photos of herself to her boyfriend. Um, you know, wow. and you know, and they weren't married, mm-hmm. <laughs> right? And they broke up, and he shared them. So mm. you're going, um, and all of a sudden, everyone's like, "Oh, we got to back away from her." Well, you should have been slow. I mean, there's a reason that scripture says, when it comes to a pastor, be slow to lay hands on yeah. them. Shouldn't the be a same new convert, should, yeah. And and so why? Because you want to look at the trajectory, and so you look at some of these people. Soon as they get some fame, Francis Chan. Beth Moore, you know, they, they, they get that, that status and all of a sudden you start looking at that, they, they go down. I mean, but then you see people who get that, that status. You look at a John MacArthur. He, he yeah. hasn't, no. you know, he's, he's yeah. actually 50 years <laughs> faithful ministry. Yeah. yeah. And, and he's, he actually seems to be getting more and more conservative as he goes. Yeah. And, and he's not afraid. I mean, look, and, and, and so this is some things people don't know. You know about this statement of social justice in the gospel. Mm-hmm. But what many people don't know uh, and wasn't so public was there are about 75 of us that wrote him, John MacArthur, a letter saying, look, we want to put a statement out, but we want to know if you will put your name, your weight to this. Mm. And there's people that wouldn't do that because if they're putting their name to this, could hurt right. their platform. MacArthur's not that way. That's why we, we said right. MacArthur was the one. Out of all of these people, MacArthur would be the one to say... You're right. I'll stand with you. Mm-hmm. You know, and and there were others who did, right. but they weren't. You know, like a James White and, and people. But they're, they're James White's never been known for being platform building. Yeah. <laughs> no, <laughs> but <laughs> MacArthur added that weight, and it. We knew that if he did, it it would it would get the attention. Mm-hmm. And there's a lot of others who have a platform that added weight, but not like at his level. And when, you know, we were thrilled when all of us send this letter to him, and and he says, "I'll do it," you know. And then they mm-hmm. they gathered a smaller group because seventy five trying to hammer out a 
Uh, <laughs> <laughs> statement. Yeah, yeah, that wouldn't be so fun. No. And uh, so, uh, so yeah, so um, that and that's why we, you know, we did that. And you look at guys like that. That's why when I look at some of these celebrity people, I know we're off the topic of. of <laughs> I know. Right. I was just thinking that's like. <laughs> oh, yeah. But. But, you know, what are we even doing here? We're right. just what having a conversation doing? around the table. Exactly. It goes where it goes. <laughs> but here's the thing that you see. There are people who you get to meet, and they are the real deal. I, I, I mean, be, I'm, I'm blessed in being able to meet people because of the conference speaking, the travel, mm-hmm. that I get to meet some of these folks. And there's some who are the real deal, and some uh, I just won't. Like, hey, great, we spoke at a conference. If I see it at another conference, it'd be nice to see again. Right. And that's about it. But there's mm-hmm. guys, Ray Comfort. He is who he is. Mm-hmm. He, he is no different when you're alone with him. He, he's not putting on a show. This is who he is. Same with uh, Phil Johnson. You know, they're, these are just genuine guys. And they're not looking to be... There's some guys that I know who it's... You go to a conference, they, they got to be in the green room. They don't... They don't go mix with the people. Hmm. Okay? Rock stars. Yeah. There are some that are like that. Well, I said that about you when we first met you. And you realized that was wrong? Wait, you're like, oh, he's a rock star? I was like, what? He wants, he's going to come over? Like, he talks to you? He calls you? Like, what? (laughs) Only at midnight. He calls calls you at midnight. Yeah, no less. Well, that is, so, okay. I had someone, I had someone call me 1.30 in the morning. And, and I, I, said, I, go, I go, Ken, it's 1.30 in the morning. What are you doing calling me? He goes, I knew you'd be up and you'd answer. And I'm like, okay, that's true. I, I, was, yeah, yeah. I still did have about half an hour more work to do. And we spoke for about an hour. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, yeah, it actually is around midnight. It's when you and I do a lot of talking. Usually, yeah. yeah. But hey, look. Who are I mean, you talking to? Justin Peters calls to talk to you, right? Uh, he did all once. the time. Yeah, he didn't call to talk to me. He was just—you were here. Right. He, he called. He you called my phone. phone. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, but that, that was cool about G three is like meeting people. The genuineness, and, yeah. yeah, of like yeah. who we met. Was, like, that was our first conference, and like I, I was nervous around the like. That's, I, I went up to Phil Johnson and I'm like, it's so so nice to meet. I'm sitting there. I'm sitting there in the green room at G3, and I'm uh, we're just we're eating, and I'm sitting with Vodi Bakum, who is now into jujitsu, and we start talking jujitsu. He, he's a blue belt, and we're, we're talking. Phil Johnson walks over to to ask a theological question, and. I'm just like, okay, it's time for me to shut up and go silent because the, you know, the big yeah, dogs Vody. are now talking yeah. like it's Vody and, and yeah. Phil. And, you know, Vody turns to Phil and goes, hey, can I, you know, can I get back to that? I want to, like, he wants to talk to Jitsu with me. I'm like, oh. <laughs> so can I'm I like, get back to you? I'm really talking strange. to like, yeah. You know, I'm like, dude, you, you go talk to Phil. <laughs> you know, and he's like, and he's like, we always talk theology. Like, this is what Wait. I <laughs> Like, okay. Like, he's in the green room. He can talk theology with everyone. There's only one person in that green room he can talk jujitsu with. Like, okay. Wow. So, women pre- preachers. Yeah, so we, you, women, how do we get here? What I think you need to get here? more into jujitsu. Jujitsu. Oh, There's just seems no time. To be a, a theme no time. amongst. Yeah. yeah, all G- these men, all, all these apologists. Today. Yeah. Oh yeah, because well, when Frank gets in there, it, yeah, <laughs> Vody blows me off because then that's the real practitioner. Oh. Yeah, practitioner, you know. It's like, mm. Well, that's what Frank's I uh, when uh, we did the show with James Watkins, I asked him who would win oh. in jujitsu, Vody or uh, or Frank, Frank. Mullis. 
He said Frank, right? Did he yeah. say? He did. Yeah. 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 Vody would agree. <laughs> the, uh, look, yeah. The, no, the reality is Vody is a big guy. There's mm-hmm. no doubt. But with jiu-jitsu, skill is over strength yeah. every time. I mean, when I mm-hmm. when I, I have a background in martial arts and in karate, <clears throat> I got in that like one of the first times I came into a gym. <laughs> Here's a guy. He's 135 pounds, and I, at that time I was 210. And I got him down on his back, and I'm like thinking I'm in a good position because when mm-hmm. we did karate, we did do some jujitsu, but not you know it wasn't from someone that it was really defense against it more. Mm-hmm. But I think I'm in a great position. And all of a sudden, I go flying over his head, and I'm like like in the air, like going, um, "How did I even get here? What am I even doing here?" In the air. You just got that one. <laughs> See, the name of the show just works in multiple I ways. I can work this in. Yeah. Multiple, this is like the third reference. We had someone at church the... once just say it randomly, right? Maybe? I think so. Like, 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 yeah. Do you watch the he podcast? Like... Or like, what, what? There's a podcast? <laughs> oh, so that was completely... See, I'm, I could do it purposely with <laughs> yeah, work it in. Uh... It's, it's spiritual transitions is just a natural thing. If uh, you practice enough, you've got to practice it. Uh, you don't practice it. Should we do a spiritual so transition? We'll, we'll, we'll do it at the end. We'll do a spiritual transition. But we'll take one more break, and then we'll come back and do that. Andrew Rappaport's Rap Report is a podcast providing biblical interpretations and applications. It is a ministry of striving for eternity and part of the Christian podcast community. We provide a biblical view of cultural events, discuss how to apply God's word to the Christian life, address issues that concern the church, and we even take some time to offer a correct understanding of those commonly misinterpreted passages of scripture. You will hear from great guests like Justin Peters, Todd Friel, Jay Warren Wallace, and Gabe Hughes. Andrew has the Rap Report Daily, which is a two-minute Monday through Friday podcast, and then the longer Rap Report podcast for more content. Subscribe to both today by searching for Rap Report on any podcast app, spelled R-A-P-P, Report, or click the podcast link at strivingforeternity.org. And bad, we're now back to... <laughs> See, it's the Theology like... with Andrew Rappaport. <laughs> <laughs> That's so not her natural voice. <laughs> the laugh what is do you natural. mean? <laughs> this is no, the voice no, I identify deep. with. Yes. <laughs> but identifying radio voice. Maybe we could start that trend. You start identifying with a new voice. <laughs> voice today. I'm going to identify as a farmer. You should, yes, yeah. You should identify as Bob Patrick. <laughs> as what? My ca- no, 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 no. <laughs> No one, will, no one will get it. It's one of those inside character. things that you shouldn't do on a podcast. <laughs> yeah. Maybe he'll come out someday. Yeah, Bob Tatchell. We'll have an interview. Yeah, we'll interview Bob Tatchell. <laughs> so we're back. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you, Andrew. Mm. You, you've been, real this you've time. been podcasting long enough to yeah. do this right. So so but, I've been podcasting. You, 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 you're, you didn't mention the two new podcasts that are starting up. Oh, wait. We haven't announced it yet. Should we do an exclusive? We can do an exclusive right here. <gasps> what are we even we doing We actually here have enough podcasters in the Christian podcast mm. community now. I think we're actually. I forget how many podcasts we're up to. We just added another one, Prescribed Truth, mm. um, which puts us at I think eleven, and we actually have like six more that we think we'll actually get through. Um, mm. One, mm, I'm very excited for. Someone contacted me recently, and he's like. Hey brother, I wanna I wanna do a podcast with, with you guys, and I was like, "You serious? Mm. Okay, so you like evangelism? You're gonna love this one. I'm just saying, um, someone tied to a really cool ministry." But <laughs> no, 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 no. So, so here's the thing that we're okay. gonna do. We okay. have two new podcasts that we want to do. One is gonna be 
on just all of the podcasters in the Christian podcast community getting together once a month and talking theology. Awesome. Discussing our differences. Wow. So, you know, we need more Baptists because those Presbyterians, you know, it's just... But um, but we're going to talk theology, and then we're going to do another one for those that are in full-time ministry. And that'll be a monthly podcast, and so we're going to just talk ministry. And so that'll be just, that's going to be just the folks that are part of the Christian podcast community wow. that get to part, participate. That's awesome. That's really cool. Yeah, I've been enjoying uh, Everyday Ministry podcast with yeah. the other James White. The not doctor James White, <laughs> James D White, D. Yeah. not James yeah. R White. Yeah. I noticed he changed that on his on his uh, Facebook. It's James D White. Yeah, when he's supposed to be on the show, we scheduled twice and we had to reschedule. But him and his wife are going to come on the show and talk about everyday ministry because that's what mm. they do. But where, where we were at Doctor's Restaurant, I were at Shepherd's Conference once, and we saw James White. It actually wasn't James White, but it was the spitting image. Oh my God. And, and, and everyone was walking up to him. And the, the funniest part was he didn't know who James White was. <laughs> wow. But, I mean, he, he could be his identical twin brother. So we started, we showed him a picture of who James White was, and he was like, oh, wow. I do look like that. <laughs> Maybe it was James White, but he was just. Didn't want to let anybody know he was there. Yeah. <laughs> no. 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 No, he wouldn't be in the food line. <laughs> All right. Well, you do this cool thing on your podcast, the, the Spiritual Transition Game. Have you heard that, Karen? Have you heard him do it? Yes. You no, give she him, doesn't listen to my you podcast. You give him a topic, and he transitions that. <laughs> he brings that the gospel out of it. To the gospel. So do you have any anything you can stump him with? What do you say, Rue? Are you going to... You gonna give weigh in on this one? Wait, she's yeah. she's got the look on her face like yeah. we didn't like she was oh, gonna she's a, she's challenge. A, yeah, she's like got her screen up there, so so give him any pop culture reference oh. or sports. Oh yeah, because that's like my big thing. <laughs> I like what you do with sports. You like ignore it altogether. Yeah, exactly. Like, I'm, I'm with Andrew on <laughs> See, and, and for the pop culture, for the movies, I'm just going to start listening to Are You Just Watching so that I can have a then clue you know. you know what these movies are. I'll, I'll sound intelligent. I'll be like, oh, have you seen Spider-Man, whatever it was, Spider-Verse, I think was the one that they did recently. And I, I can talk like as, I, as if I actually know what it's about. I won't have a clue. How about... What was the one we were talking about? Like, uh, the Princess Bride. Oh, yeah. Where's guys. the preach in the Princess Bride? <laughs> Marriage. <laughs> yeah, I'm, uh, actually, I'm very surprised that that hasn't come up at all. My, my, There's been my no great, after my, shocks. Yeah. <laughs> my great knowledge of Princess Bride, or what was it? Was it the other? I, I mean, it was a movie, but what was the other movie I referenced? Oh. I thought it, he was talking about. Diaries. Princess Diaries. Diaries. Thank you. Yes. For we, the, we have that. We can watch it. <laughs> yeah, we go, so I can yeah, watch we that. One and two. Well, look, yes. I did try. We have the combo. All these Christians talk about Princess Bride. I'm thinking I should watch this. And I tried. I admit, I tried. You tried. 20 minutes in, I'm like, this thing is so stupid. Why do all these Christians love it? I know. I just made enemies of so many people. I'm sorry. I don't know if we could have them I'm on sorry. again. But I'm sure many people, it's it's narcissistic. Not narcissistic. It's it's what's the word now? And nostalgic. Is that nostalgic. Thank you. Yeah. It's nostalgic. Some you know? things you just yeah watch it's when like you're I, little and. I won't watch yeah. Monty Python's Holy Grail. Yeah. It was like a, my favorite movie as a kid. I thought it was hysterical, mm -hmm. and I'd probably watch it now and be like, "This is so stupid." Right. 
Exactly. I did that with the movie I hate Airplane. When that I, you ever seen the movie Airplane? As yep. a kid, I thought that was hysterical, oh and I saw, it was on TV as as an adult, and I watched it, and I was like, "Why did I ever find this funny?" Mm-hmm. <laughs> now I want to watch it. Because so, I mean, this is the thing: like, as we as we grow older, we recognize these things. Mm-hmm. Because when we're kids, like everything is like cool, because it's just like you don't mm-hmm. have to do a lot of thinking, and you don't, you know, it's just oh, this is so great. And then you realize that a lot of the things are just. Well, I really enjoyed it as a kid. Mm-hmm. You know, it, it's like yeah. when, when I became a Christian, people would tell me I have to have a Christmas tree. I'm like, why do I have to have a Christmas tree other than the fact you grew up with one? Mm-hmm. And that was really the reality. They grew up with one, so I have to get it. And that's, you know, there's those things that people think because I grew up a certain way, you should grow up a certain way. But the reality is that what we end up seeing is there are things that are just because we subjectively like it and there's things that are objective. So things we subjectively like, we think others should do. And then there's that which we actually should do because it's true. Like the fact that you and I break God's law and because in the breaking of God's law, we we would have an absolute standard that we would be accountable to and we would have to be right with God because the point of the man wants to die and then the, then the judgment. Mm-hmm. And so because of that, we would need to objectively recognize that there's a standard we'd be held to. we got to get right with God by turning from our sin and trusting ourselves to turning to Christ. And so I just used your lack of a... <laughs> I was good. like, and there it is. <laughs> well, you're you're already going, so bringing up something wasn't. Yeah. There's no point to it. So I was like, he's got, he's he's going, well, he's going, kinda, he's going there. Well, here it comes. There it is. There it is. Just cut your face when you suddenly realized. Oh, oh I know yeah. where he went. Yeah, yeah. I was waiting for it. Though. I was like, right. What's he talking about uh, Christmas trees yeah. for? <laughs> we, we there was the one year we didn't. I have was going to say tree. we went through a little of that. Yeah. Well, we just went through that whole thing. Christmas traditions like in Christmas, general. Should we be doing Christmas? You know. Well, I think you need to have a menorah in your house. You should. That's how I grew up. Eight crazy nights. Brew, what do you Eight think? Eight crazy nights. You think you should? They should have the menorah. You you sing a Hebrew thing, and your parents give you eight different gifts. A gift every night. Wouldn't that be cool? She likes that. <laughs> oh, I just say. We had we had neighbors that did both. The mom was Jewish, and the dad. Or uh, hey. So you get And they got gifts. eight. Okay, they got eight. Gifts, but they were huge gifts because they were really wealthy family. They were the wealthy family on the hill. On mm-hmm. we lived on the street. This was shaped like a horseshoe, and at the back of the horseshoe was the rich people on the hill. <laughs> we called them. <laughs> but anyway, so they got like just spoiled like crazy for Hanukkah and then for uh, Christmas are you, uh, Day. Are you making some comment about got... Jews and money? I mean... <laughs> Of course not. And, um, <laughs> I mean, so look, just because I was in like, Chick-fil-A the other day and uh-huh. my wife was like, oh, look, there's a quarter on the ground. I picked it up. She's like, look, they, these add up, okay? I pick up a quarter, too. Yeah, I would, too. Jewish people pick up pennies. We don't mind. When I go to, to Aldi, I'll need that quarter to get the cart. So That's right. You get it always, back, though. You do get it back. We always, right. Unless you're like we me and you go look for it. the carts that still have the quarter in them to ah! get my whole goal is to see uh, how, how much I could get her laughing on the you know. that's what I always have to edit. <laughs> or <laughs> all the I, big I'm waves sure, on the yeah because because you putting your hands high in the air and bringing it down <laughs> yeah it, that translates really it's well great, to great for radio to, to for radio and, and, and you knocking over the mic there which just I mean <laughs> classic <laughs> Classic. Oh, this is real laugh in the kitchen. <laughs> <laughs> I actually thought we were going to record in the kitchen, sitting around the kitchen table, but we're in the dining yeah. room. Yeah. Yeah. Not oh, well. not in the air conditioned room there. 
Just saying. The air conditioner yeah. is way too loud. It's one of those window units. Yeah. Well, that's why you can. Yeah. You, have you ever listened to the Freed Thinker with Tyler Villa? No, I've he's to that he's one in LA, and where he's just always it's always hot, so you can always tell when his air conditioning kicks in. You know, mm. it's like he's like in the just getting to the, a great point. He builds up in the air. It's great. It's like I couldn't hear the point. Sorry. <laughs> Well, do you have anything else for Andrew today, Karen? Did we cover all our questions? I mean, we got so far we from didn't the... We get all of them, but that's all good. But we no, can have I think we got, so got to the... most of them. I, yeah. I, I knew what the questions were before. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. Um, and so I, I, I did kind of get to... The, the one I didn't get to is if a woman passed her, is she saved? She oh, could be saved. Yeah. Right. But, you know, it doesn't mm-hmm. mean that she's not saved. She's a sinner like the rest of us. Right. Um, can, we trust the, can we trust a church uh, that has a woman pastor? Maybe. I mean, hmm. that gets back to what I said earlier, mm-hmm. is do they really understand the issues, or is it just they don't know any better? If they don't know any better, right. hmm. they may I know what's not about that. Because mm-hmm. yeah. I would immediately go, no, we wouldn't <laughs> well, trust the church. Well, my, my issue is in question, that way. what prompted that question is sometimes there's like conferences that would have a couple of solid speakers, oh. but then somebody listed, a, a female who's listed as a pastor... So, like, I, I would have trouble going to that conference. Even if there are solid speakers there, like, people who I've trusted in the past, I'd be, like, kind of questioning that and seeing if it's worth going even to that conference. But that's where that question stemmed from. But. Is that why you came to the Shh. conference we had on suffering? Because we did have Colleen Sharp speak. <laughs> but just the women. The, yeah, just the women. <laughs> and she's not a pastor, too. So That's true. Yeah. So she wasn't listed co- pastor or co-leader. Wasn't Shaw. pastor. Co-leader. Then I'd be like, "What's going on with Andrew? We should give her that title." Just for <laughs> <laughs> apostle. Oh, apostle, we, should, apostle we should all start calling her Pastor Colleen and see who. <laughs> we'll see if she listens to yeah. this podcast. Yeah. <laughs> Why are you calling me Pastor? <laughs> no, that would actually go bad on social media. I'm sure. Yeah. <laughs> it would backfire bad. Probably. Yeah. Somebody's going to take the little clip I just said, Pastor Colleen Sharp. And like, oh, see? Yeah. She's a pastor. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Those hypocrites. But anyway, I think we've taken up enough of your time here. So let's go eat something. I like that. Idea. You want to go eat? We'll, do, we'll decide. There's a couple of good restaurants. Pizza. Maybe some Mexican. I don't know. Do you like Mexican? You don't no. Like so, so Mexicans now. He shakes his head no. <laughs> but anyway, we'll, we'll figure it out. There's enough restaurants here. I know. Uh, that's the beautiful thing about this area. Mm-hmm. Just like yeah. just walk down the street. Yeah. Want that one? Oh, that yeah. one's got a crown. Okay, that one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But make sure you check out the Rap Report and the Rap Report Daily. The Didache, when it eventually comes out. He, he tell, Justin oh. Peters says he's coming. It's right. coming. All right. It's been it's, saying that for a long it's, time. It's, it's, I know. I, the most anticipated podcast. <laughs> do you do you know he has like seven to eight hundred downloads on on like this short thing of going, we're coming soon. That's, <laughs> that's great. Most I'm one podcasters of them. would love to have seven hundred downloads on an episode, <laughs> and his is just like we're, we're coming, coming soon. soon. <laughs> that's awesome. But also a theology gal, <laughs> apologetics live. So you want to be a podcaster? Five Solos podcast, The Way Radio. Which is dropping as we speak. They're dropping uh-huh. right now. Yeah, I saw. I saw recording. posted. Oh, yeah, did you? Yeah, just yeah, he just did posted text me while we were recording. It's with Chad Prigmore. Everyday Ministry Podcast: Prescribed Truth, Blue Stocking Baptists, 
are you just watching? <laughs> and soon, other podcasts in the Christian Podcast Community, ChristianPodcastCommunity.org, you can find them, or StrivingForEternity.org. And we should give a shout out to Andrew's wife. Yes. For entertaining baby for a little bit. <laughs> yeah, so she was part of the podcast she, was, she contributed yeah, don't She's you want to come over rope. and say hello so that everyone can hear your voice yeah and that silence is she fell asleep yeah, that she, silence she's no longer watching the baby yeah. <laughs> I, I think your prayer baby your prayer baby. really nailed it before we got started when you prayed maybe my bride would come onto the show. Miracles can happen. <laughs> it would it would take a miracle to have my wife come on this show. It wasn't ordained. <laughs> so take us home, Karen. You could find us anywhere where you can find podcasts. Just search for. So you want to? No. I just want. doing it really slow. See what you could do. <laughs> Even what are we anyway. doing here? Yeah. In the Excellent. meantime, my whole goal is no. to see how many times I can get her laughing. Right? <laughs> I'm like that person that they always told me to stop laughing because it was too loud. I do the same thing with yeah. Chris Arnzen when I'm on his show. Yeah. I try to make him laugh. In the, mean, yeah. In the meantime, we seek <gasps> we have... that you would pray. <laughs> In the kingdom. For the kingdom. For the kingdom to figure out what are we even doing here. <laughs> oh, do you want to do it? She stood up. Rue, bring us home. Close to the mic. In the meantime that we pray that you seek the kingdom of God and then continue to learn what are we are even doing here. Grace and peace. Delilah, and I'm gonna play <laughs> 80s all night long.